like I started laughing, right? Because uh, like at the time I was like going through some stuff, uh, like going through some changes in my beliefs, right? Uh, and I wanna I wanna thank uh, you know the programming committee, like uh, not just like for asking me to share, but it's like I've never seen a programming committee be more vigilant. You know, like uh, if, if you if you share out here, you know, like. I got like a phone call every couple of months. I got texts like every couple of months, and it's like, uh, like I knew that when I showed up here, there was gonna be some other motherfuckers here, right? Because uh, <laughs> like half the time when people ask me to share, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna show up there, and nobody's gonna fucking be there, and like, uh, so. And I also want to thank like, uh, you know, like the people who made this convention possible, and like I don't hear this a lot, right? Like. Uh, Cause, Cause that's the newcomer, you know, like shit like, people don't do shit like this, you know, addicts don't do shit like this unless we have like somebody to give something away to, right? Like this stuff only happens because of the newcomer, you know? So like, uh, I want to welcome anybody who's new. I want to thank you for being here. Cause I, I remember this, when I was like uh, a brand new in my first meeting, man, there was a guy who was sharing about like, uh, uh, he was thanking the group for his recovery, right? He was like, uh, you know, y'all y'all did this, right? And I remember being new and thinking, not me. You know, so like I want to let anybody who's new know that like uh, when I talk about, you know, like when I thank people for my recovery, I'm talking to you too. Because I have a sponsor who told me like uh, we practice, you know, we practice because we never know who's going to walk in the door. Uh, and so, like, uh, I have to keep that in mind, like, uh, the attitude is yet to walk in the doors, you know, like, the work I do today might, like, help them to find recovery tomorrow. So, like, uh, my topic is the God of our understanding, and, like, uh, man, that's, the, hey, this is a sensitive subject for some people, <laughs> right? Like, like, I believe this, man, I believe this. When I'm talking about my higher power, I can practice some anonymity. You know, like, uh, and it's not because, like, uh, I don't want to tell y'all what I believe in, right? But it's like, uh, I, wanna, I want people to feel like they have the opportunity to recover in here. You know, and it's like, in my home group, we don't always practice anonymity with our higher power. And people were saying some shit that I did not agree with when I first got clean, right? And I felt uncomfortable. I felt like I was going to have to join in on whatever y'all believe because that's what was expressed in the meetings. You know, and like when I was new, if you had clean time and you're, you know, like you were talking, like uh, you had authority, right? Like I didn't know that I was equal. I didn't know that shit, you know? So like, uh, it's very easy to like get confused about like our, our total, you know, like, like our total freedom to the God of our own understanding. It's total and without any catches, right? Uh, and, and, and I say all that because like Narcotics Anonymous is the thing that let me know that I had that freedom. Uh, because like when I was growing up, I didn't know I had that freedom, right? Uh, when I was seven years old, it was like uh, I was told what God was and then I had to like surrender everything to God. And it was like I never built, you know, like my relationship with God and active addiction was I would wake up, I would pray for him to kill me and then I'll be like, fuck you. And then I'll get loaded. Mm. You know, like, and I practiced that for a couple years, for a couple years, because I wanted to die. The whole time I was getting high, I wanted to die, right? Uh, and so when I made it to the rooms, right, like, uh, man, when I, w was not, when I was in treatment, like, uh, suddenly I, like, found God, right? Uh, this is funny shit. This is funny shit, right? Because, like, uh, 
man, when I cleaned up, I was like, I was, I was, I was very like uh, faithful to a specific God. That's what I, you know, I, I said I believed all this shit, right? Uh, but like, whenever, I, whenever I would use the word God, we have a just for today called the G word. It says we use this word for the sake of convenience, right? Uh, and so, like, I was using the word God for the sake of convenience because what I really meant was me. You know, like, because, uh, and, and it was, like, evident that I thought I was God because, like, uh, every time, you know, every time, like, uh, uh, I had to make a decision, like, I always fell back on self-will. Like, no matter what. Like, I was very faithful to my own fucking will, right? Uh, and, like, uh, I was very controlling. You know, like, like, like. And so it was real cool coming to meetings, talk about God, say you believe in God, but it's like, how am I living? You know, people tend to live what they believe, right? And so, like, uh, I was saying all this stuff, but, like, I was living like I believed in me, you know, like, uh, like I believed in me. And so, like, man, that, that took some time, right? When I worked my second step, like, I wrote down characteristics, you know, that my higher power has and what it doesn't have, Right? Uh, and that didn't tell me who God was. That told me what my values were, right? Like I had some values that I had been neglecting in active addiction. You know, like practicing spiritual principles doesn't make us spiritual at all. Instead, we're awakening to what's been going on inside us our entire lives, right? Uh, and so like when I came into the rooms, I was like at odds with myself. You know, and I didn't even know that I had been living this way for so long. You know, like living against like something that was going on inside of me, right? Uh, and so when I worked the second step, I found out like, hey, look, I got all this shit that I believe in, you know, and I told my sponsor this stuff, so I can't continue to act like I don't believe in this shit anymore. There's something about staying clean that makes me feel it when my parents cry, you know, like uh, so suddenly I got a fucking conscious fact, right? Um, and so like, uh, man, through working, working the second step, it's like, I, I, I got these principles, you know, like, uh, and, and I started to try and live by them. I didn't do very well, you know, like, uh, cause I mean, I was nuts when I was new and I, I was like very afraid. I was like really afraid when I was new, you know? And like, I didn't know how to like let anybody know that. So I just seemed like real angry, but it's like, I didn't share my first year clean, you know, in meetings, I didn't share at all. Right? Like, I didn't hand out readings. I didn't give out key tags. I didn't chair meetings. You know, like, uh, and it wasn't because, like, uh, I was, I was like, I, I didn't want to do that stuff. I was too scared to do that stuff. Right? Uh, because I hated myself when I got here, man. So, like, the cool piece about it is this. You know, like, uh, we talk about, like, God doing for us what we find impossible to do for ourselves. You know, and it was like, I could not open my mouth in the meetings, right? But, like, when I worked the third step, uh, it talked about, like, a commitment to my own physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And, uh, like, when I started to live that step, I started to become a part of Narcotics Anonymous. And I worked my third step when I had, like, a year clean. And I don't know if that fits your timetable or not. Right. But that's like when it happened for me. And I like I value my experience, man. I value my experience, you know, like uh, and so like uh, I started to participate in meetings. Uh, I started sharing at meetings and stuff. And it was like terrifying. But like uh, as it was like as long as I was willing to practice, as long as I was willing to practice, I, I somehow I found a way to like make it through that stuff. Right. Um, and over time, it got easier, man, because, like, like, I started, you know, like, I, I fell in love with Narcotics Anonymous as soon as I started to participate, right? Um, 
you know, and, and I don't think I was really working with the God for like a very long time. I, ha- you know, I had a higher power, right? It was like the group, you know, like uh, it was like the steps. Um, because again, like I can say all this stuff about you know, like like this God, but but really, what was going on was like I was making a commitment to recovery. You know, like I was practicing some fidelity to recovery, and so like uh, uh, there really wasn't too much of a relationship going on. Plus, I was nuts, man. I was so nuts, and it was like every time I tried to pray, I was just like thinking weird bullshit. You know, like. Uh, but uh, man, after after that third step, man, I started to get involved, and it's like uh, I say all that stuff because today it's like any time that I share, any time that I share, that's evidence of a loving God working in my life. Uh, because like uh, I'm doing something that I never could have done before, you know. Like I'm doing something that I just couldn't fucking do before. And it's like when people look at me, you know, like I do H and I, you know, I'm like involved in service and stuff. And it's like when people, it don't bother me that y'all are looking at me right now, right? Like, uh, but I used to feel like I was gonna combust, you know, like because uh, like self obsession, self obsession was like so rampant in me, you know, like, uh, and I really like it wasn't even like a conscious. Uh, like conscious thinking that I believed I was the center of the universe. It was like ingrained. In, it was like how I felt, you know. Like, uh, and so, so, so it, it like, uh, it took like doing some service work to get out of that stuff, right? Like our negative sense of self has been replaced by a positive concern for others, um, and like, uh, so, so getting involved in service. I believe like service work is how I, I, I came to really like. Um, Get in touch with my spirit and find the God of my understanding. Uh, and the reason for that is like this, right? Like, um, I remember the first time I didn't feel empty anymore in the rooms. Uh, there was like, uh, man, I, I got to say this. Uh, I used to come to youth meetings, right? Uh, I This is my personal beliefs. Feel free to disagree, whatever. I don't agree with that shit no more. Like, I don't make youth meetings. I'm not trying to limit the experience I get in a meeting. Our diversity is our strength. Why would I want to do that? Like, I I just don't believe in that stuff no more, you know. But, like, when I was 16, I used to come to the regular meetings, and they would be like, the youth meetings are over there, you know. Like, uh, and, like, for, man, I cleaned up with my dad. I had a hard time, like, like, finding my place in the rooms. I cleaned up with my dad. He's got five less days than I do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for a, for a while, for a while, I, when I came to the meetings, I used to be Jerry's kid. You know, like, I wasn't Kevin, I was Jerry's kid, right? Uh, that was fucked up. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, I used to be sitting in the meetings waiting for my sponsor, and they'd be like, the youth meeting is over there, you know? And I was like, okay, I don't belong in here, I guess, right? So I used to make youth meetings. Man, oh my God, youth meetings, they were terrible. And I like sponsoring half the people in there. Uh, <laughs> I used to come into these meetings, right? We don't smoke in our building. It's illegal to smoke inside of uh, the building that we're at in Tyler, right? I used to come into these meetings, uh, these youth meetings that were in a separate room, and all my sponsees would be smoking cigarettes in the room, and they'd be like, oh, Kevin's here. we got to have a meeting, right? They used to piss me off. I talked to my sponsor about it. He's like, man, it's a good thing they believe in you like that. You know, they know when you're here, it's time to have a meeting. Uh, but like, uh, uh, man, I was in, I was going to these youth meetings and like, uh, 
the, the home group asked me to speak. They wanted youth speakers, right? And I, I called, man, I called my sponsor. I was like, what is this bullshit? Why am I a youth speaker? Why can't I just be a speaker, right? He, and he was like, I was talking to my sponsor. He was telling me this. He was like, I was talking to my sponsor. He said, if maybe if you don't want to be a youth speaker, stop making a fucking youth meeting. And I was like, all right, that makes sense. Right? Um, but there was this, this girl. She was like my best friend at the time. Uh, and she shared, she shared, she was sharing uh, there too. She shared before me, right? Uh, and, and I'll never forget this moment, man, because I remember listening to her share and being like so proud and so grateful. And like that was the moment, like that was, that was the first time I can remember that I felt my spirit. Because any other time, it's like if she's sharing before me, I hope she does fucking poorly, you know, because I want to share good and everybody's like, <laughs> you know, like, uh, and that, that's really how I felt. It's really how I felt, you know. And, and, and it was like, it was like, I just experienced something I had never, you know, like, because I had felt empty my entire life. You know, I was using before I picked up. And, 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 and even, even when I was clean, like my first year clean, it was like, I just felt, I felt like something was missing in me, man. You know, like it talks about a spiritual void in our literature, that feeling of emptiness or loneliness, right? Like I couldn't wake up. Uh, without feeling like I needed to go get something to change the way I felt. When, man, I, when I was new, I used to like sleep, right? I would wake up and be like, fuck this and go back to sleep. You know, like I just, I really just didn't want to be alive, but like I, I had kind of made a commitment, you know, like stay clean, whatever. You know, like uh, I, I did the whole suicide attempt stuff. I was very like terrible at that. Like, I was trying to, like, drown myself. You can't fucking drown yourself in a bathtub, right? Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm smart. Uh, anyway, but I, I remember, I remember, I remember like watching her share and being so proud of her, man. And it was like I felt connected. I felt connected for the first time, right? Uh, and like, uh, you know, I, I that that feeling like grew from there. Cause every time I like worked with somebody new. You know, like, like, you know how it is. You hear somebody share and they're like talking about steps and traditions and they're like really passionate about program. And it's like you just feel hope for the first time. And I felt hope for like the first time in that meeting, man. And it wasn't even about what she was saying. It was just like, um, like I wasn't in competition anymore, right? Like, uh, and it was like I started to get connected, you know, like, like find the unity in the rooms, right? Like I started to find some unity because like that was like the moment when I realized like I need, I need help, you know, like I, I need to listen to these people, you know, like it's important for me to like, uh, when I go to meetings, like listen, because when I used to go to meetings, man, I would stare at the floor. We got like oil stains and stuff at, at the old hall. We had like oil stains and stuff at the floor. And I don't know if you've ever looked at the clouds and like try to make pictures and stuff. Stuff, but that's what I did in meetings. I just like stared at the floor and tried to like make up pictures out of the oil stains on the floor. Uh, and it's like you don't really hear much when you're doing that, right? Uh, and it talks about like uh, how like the ability to listen grows as we grow spiritually. And like that was that was what was going on with me. You know, like uh, I, I I learned how to listen a little bit better, man. And so like. Uh, I really have developed a relationship with the God of my understanding through like being a service and like practicing the steps, you know, and it's like, uh, I, I, uh, like a lot of the steps have brought me closer to God, you know, like, uh, w when I worked the seventh step, you know, like I struggle with control, right? Uh, and another look talks about like, uh, like how our need for control comes from a fear of losing control. 
you know, and it's like, uh, so a lot of the time that I spent in early recovery, I was like out of control with being in control type shit. I was always angry. I was always like hurting people and stuff because for, for whatever reason, I believed in uh, justice and like I was a person who was supposed to dispense that shit. Like, uh, you know, like, like just balance, just make everything fair. Like everything's got to be fair. If you fucking hurt my feelings, I got to hurt your feelings. And like in an amount that I feel is equivalent to the harm that you caused me. Right. Like, uh, and like, man, through, through working the steps, it's like, I, 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 I learned how to surrender. Right. Cause like in step seven, it talks about like, uh, it, it, it kind of introduces the idea of like getting out of the way so God can do God's work. Uh, and I never believed that things were going to be taken care of unless I took care of them. You know, like, uh, and like I did a poor job of that. Like I took care of myself very poorly, you know, like, uh, so obviously it was like, well, if I can't do it, nobody can. Right. Uh, but I believed that there was something greater than myself that could help me to recover. You know, so it's like, uh, I chose, I, I, when I was working that step, man, it was like, uh, uh, I, I, I learned a lot about surrender and humility because, like, uh, I, I had to learn how to stop trying to remove my defects on my own. You know, like, uh, to allow those things to be removed, right? Like, God's work happens in God's time. Uh, and so, like, because uh, I remember, uh, see, my first year it was like I really wasn't involved. And then the next year I got really involved. And suddenly it's like I'm like one of one of three people that reads the literature at my home group. And like uh, I started getting real judgmental when people shared, right? Like that's fucked up. That's wrong. You can't say that in the NA meeting, stuff like that. Like when I well, when I got two and a half years and I got a little more self-esteem or arrogance, whatever you want to call it, I started like calling people out when they shared and stuff or sharing after them. You know, like they would share and then I would share. And it's like I would just like, you know. Uh, edit what they said, you know, like just kind of, because <laughs> I'm responsible for the atmosphere of recovery, right? <laughs> and the and the best way to keep an atmosphere of recovery is like just to just to you know like be an asshole. Uh, that's hey, that's a that, that's some popular belief around here. Sometimes, uh, you know, like uh, I'm just. <laughs> that's my experience. That's my experience. I I don't mind it. You could be an asshole to me. That's cool. Like, cause it doesn't bother me anymore, right? Like, uh, you know, like self acceptance comes from within, all that stuff. But like, uh, you know, you might be a little harmful to the newcomer. You know, third tradition talks about an invitational tone. Telling somebody to shut the fuck up ain't very inviting. That's right. Um, that's right. Man, and I want to say this uh, because, like, uh, man, through 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 the work that I've done in Narcotics Anonymous and working the steps, like, I've learned to believe, like, uh, it, whatever your higher power is, you know, if it works, like, I believe you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, 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 I don't really think, like, uh, you know, people are wrong. You know, like, because I have my own individual belief, my own individual spiritual path and stuff like that. I don't believe other people who have a different spiritual path are incorrect. You know, I believe, like, it's, I'm supposed to be open-minded to that stuff. Like, like, because uh, those people offer solutions maybe I don't offer. You know, those people reach people maybe I don't reach. And so it's, and that's, that's stuff I need to hear. You know, like, like, because, because. 
man, this is like a, a program for learning, right? And it's like, this is a progressive disease, you know, like even during periods of abstinence. And so it's like, if I'm not learning, you know, like I'm really back in like slowly committing suicide, even if I'm not getting high, you know, mm. and I've, I've experienced that stuff, man. When I'm not active in the program, like I don't get to a place and it's like, I don't eat, I don't sleep, I don't do anything right, I don't take care of myself, you know, and it's like, uh, my sponsor always said, like, if I want to stop feeling like a piece of shit, I need to stop acting like a piece of shit. Mm. Uh, and so like, uh, you know, that's important. And that's kind of like in the third step, man, it's like, uh, it talks about, you know, like I was saying earlier about a commitment to our well-being, you know, uh, and, and, and and it's like if if I believe if I if I really believe in a loving God if I really believe in a loving caring God, uh, like why wouldn't why wouldn't I act in in like uh, why wouldn't I put myself in that God's care, you know like if I really believe that stuff why wouldn't I do that, you know like uh, that's like insanity to me you know like it really is because like uh, man every time every time. I let go of stuff every time I practice surrender or faith, you know, like, uh, like whatever it is, like things seem to work out better than I could have imagined them. You know, it's kind of like when I came to the steps, right? Like whatever I was expecting, I didn't get that. I got something like far greater, right? Uh, like I, man, uh, Thursday night, there's this new group, uh, it's in Van, Texas. They just started having meetings, you know, and like, uh, we got one key holder and like, uh, the woman who has the key, she was like six, so she asked me to come unlock the door, and I was like, I was like real fucking tired, and I was like, man, before the meeting, I was like, man, I hope nobody shows up, right? I was like, I hope nobody shows up. I just want to go home and go to sleep, and like, uh, we get there, and uh, there, there's two women there, uh, and one of them, like, she was like, oh, you go to Sundown Ranch because that's where I do H and I at, right? Uh, and so she had been in there when I had like like done H and I out there. Uh, and, 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 you know, like this other, this other girl was like her first meeting. She'd never been to a meeting before, mm. you know, she's been using it for like 19 years, never been to a meeting. Uh, and like, uh, you know, I unlocked the door and we had a meeting and it was like, uh, man, she, th th this newcomer woman was just talking about, you know, like, like, like all the stuff that, you know, having feelings that are overwhelming. She don't know if she can stay clean, right? But she really wants to stay clean. You know, like, like, it was like she was reading our literature and she hadn't even seen it yet. You know, like, uh, and, and it was like I gave her for the newcomer, you know, cause that part about feelings, right? Like, uh, like facing our feelings, you know, like they can do us no harm as long as we don't act on them, right? Uh, and like, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to her. She like got, got a number from, uh, uh, Another addict who went with me to that meeting. Uh, I didn't give my number because I don't do that to newcomer women. Uh, but like, uh, you know, it was like I was in that meeting. As soon as I got in that meeting, I was like so grateful that I came. You know, and before I was like, I don't want to fucking go. And that seems to be like every time I make some progress, like spiritually I grow, it's like that seems to be what's going on. Like before I'm like, I don't want to fucking do this. And then as soon as I do it, it's like, why didn't I do this shit earlier? You know, like, um, but there's like, uh, there's like some stuff uh, I wanted to read. I don't know if I'm gonna read all of it, but like, uh, I want to say this, man, cause I was talking about the newcomer earlier and it's like, uh, like, like, I believe my connection to a higher power is, like, uh, one of the things that allows me to be open-minded when it comes to new people, right? Um, and I, I, don't, I don't believe that newcomers should, like, shut up 
You know, I might see because because it's one thing to like go to a group where there's a lot of people with experience with the steps and stuff like that. My group ain't like that. You come to my group, like uh, like like New Beginnings and Tyler. Okay, cool. Man, it does not seem like it's been that long, y'all. Uh, but like like New Beginnings and Tyler, it's like you come to our meetings, like you may not, you may or may not hear about Narcotics Anonymous. You know, like that's just the way it is, right? Like I'm not saying it's fucked up, that's how I feel, uh, but uh, like uh, you may or may not hear about that. And the people who are really passionate about program is not really our old timers. You know, we got a lot of, we got a couple complacent people, but there are some new people who like really care, right? And so if we told our newcomers to shut the fuck up, we couldn't have a meeting no more. Um, and like, uh, man, this is what I wanted to read, and it's like out of our second tradition, right? Um, and it talks about like, uh, uh, it says a higher power works through us all regardless of clean time or experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, that's very important to me uh, because I didn't feel like I had a right to come to group conscience when I was new. Uh, I didn't feel like I had a right to come to any of the subcommittees when I was new. I didn't feel like I had a right to participate in Narcotics Anonymous Service when I was new because I was new and everything I thought was fucked up, right? Um, but it's like, uh, man, it's important to like it's important to encourage the newcomer to come be a part of that stuff. Anyway, <laughs> man, uh, I'm grateful to be here. I'm glad I got to share with y'all. Uh, it was, man, I was expecting that to seem a lot longer than it did. But uh, I'm glad to be here, man. That's all I got. All right, brother. Thank you, sir. Our next speaker. Our next speaker is Jimmy H. from Albuquerque. He will be talking uh, about step four. That, that, my name's Jimmy. I'm an addict. That may not be the topic I talk about. Let me tell you. I have a warm-up story. First of all, I want to thank Kevin again. What a! I want you to come to Albuquerque and tell us your story, man. You guys didn't see his book when he opened it up. I saw that shit. He had every line in that book underlined. Every line on that. I said, "That's me." That's me. I go to highlight something in our book, and the whole damn book is highlighted. So thank you, brother, man. I would have scooted over and let you keep going, man. He was on a roll, wasn't he? Give him a hand again. Woo! That, that passion woke me up. That woke me up, you know, because, guys, I got to, I'm emotional today. I, I got emotional last night, and I was thinking about, fuck, did we get clean? An addict? Any addict, we can change the way we feel, the way we act, the way we perceive things. Unbelievable. I've been clean for a while. And when I got to Narcotics Anonymous, guys, I had no hope and no dreams. None. I didn't know. I didn't think I was good enough to join this fellowship. You guys look good. I come to my first meeting and I didn't feel like I belonged. You know, and I didn't think you guys were going to let me in. And I didn't think that I could ever, ever, ever get clean. I just didn't see how. I, I, I saw no way out. None. If you're new here, welcome. Welcome to Narcotics Anonymous. You know, <clears throat> when they called me, I, I wasn't scheduled for this. I'm a shoe in. 
God picked me up yesterday and, and uh, decided that I need to share today. <clears throat> so I get a phone call. I'm trying to park this rental car. I'm cockeyed in the parking place. I'm trying to back out. This fucker's honking his horn at me, and, and this guy's trying to ask if I'm going to share t- uh, today. And I said, yeah, what's the topic? And he said, uh, and then Rena said, man, well, just drive the car, man. And we're, we have all this confusion going on. I said, what's the topic? And he said, the gifts of recovery. I'm thinking, yeah, I could do that. And then I read this morning on the on the marquee, and it says the four step. And I'm thinking, shit, there ain't nobody gonna be there. I'm gonna talk about whatever I want to talk about. So I don't know if you guys come to hear about God, but I'd like I, I like that. Or you come to hear about the four step. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're here, and 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 we're gonna hear what we need to hear. I'm gonna share what I need to share, and. Uh, I'm proud to be a part of this convention, Esperanza. Esperanza, you white folks know what that means, man? That's hope. That's hope. That's we get here with no hope, man. Um, when I first got to Narcotics Anonymous, I was afraid to take the steps, you know. And and when and and, and in order to, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on the fourth step. I'm gonna talk about it because I got some things to share about that. But I want to talk about before you get to the fourth step, you got to take first. There's three other ones. There's three steps that are ahead of that fourth step that are going to lay the foundation so that we have some some honesty and some and some connection and 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 some ability to 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 go on even when we don't see the right way to go on with this fellowship go on with this program but i got to narcotics anonymous and and it says uh uh, most of us don't have to think twice who is an addict y'all heard that one most of us don't have to think twice that's not true most of us better think twice because i didn't think i was an addict Did, did you guys get her thinking you were addicts no, shit, no. You know, you know what? And 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 I, I don't think it matters what drug you used when you t- to get here, but but I, I'm a speed freak. I I I, I uh, anybody else out here shoot speed? I'm the only fucking one. Me and you, me and you. I got a chair right here, buddy. Come on, man. We're all we got. So when I got to and the only reason I say that is because there's another speed freak out here that don't know how to stay clean, and they're gonna follow my tail lights. Because that's what this program is about. And I know what our literature says. I, I know. You know, our disease is about addiction. It's not about the substance. And our problem is about the addiction, not the drugs. But let me tell you, when I got to Narcotics Anonymous, my problems was shooting speed. That's what got me here. I got here through a penal system. I, I didn't want to get clean. I did not want to get clean, guys. I, I didn't. I wasn't sick and tired of using, you know. I really wasn't sick and tired of digging in the carpet either, man. That didn't bother me. I, it was kind of embar- it was kind of embarrassing, you know. It was like I don't know why I did that shit. There was no dope down there, but but I would be digging in that carpet, and I don't know if they still use styrofoam on the ceilings or not, but I'd find a big one, man. <laughs> and I'm thinking, hell yeah. <laughs> and then I would put it in a spoon, and nothing would happen. And then I'd start banging it, man. And then I'd draw it up, and then I'd shoot it, man. And that's how I got to Narcotics Anonymous, guys. And uh, so I share about that because when, when I read who is, I heard you guys say who is an addict, I'm, I'm like thinking, not me. You know what I thought it said? And this is no bullshit, and I'm not trying to pick, uh, uh, pick on any drug 
person or whatever. But you know what I thought it said? I thought it said, who is a heroin addict? I said, no, I'm not a fucking heroin addict. I don't get sick. So I almost didn't get the steal, guys. I almost didn't get it because my thinking got in the way. And, and I'm going somewhere with this. And then when I get to the second step, I love the way you talked about this guy because I, I want that topic. I want to talk about a scared little dopamine that don't believe in God whose sponsor said, get on your fucking knees and pray anyhow. You don't have to believe in God. That's how my sponsor talked to me. You know, he said, you don't have to believe in God. Just get on your knees and pray. And guys, God came later. God come to me. I didn't have to chase something around the room. I believe because you believed. I believe because you believed. I remember in early, I, I just believed because you believed. And, and uh, hell, man, just don't make me go to church on Sundays. That's what I was afraid of. I was afraid you were going to make me wear a little bow tie and go to, and go to church on Sunday and sit in the front row and pee before you go in there. That's what I thought you guys were going to take me in. And, and then I get to a third step, and my sponsor, God, my first sponsor, Butch C., Fort Worth, Texas. Man, I'm going to give Butch a shout-out because Butch was direct with me. He did not, he did not beat around the bush. And, and, and when I went to take a third step, the first thing out of his mouth, and guess what I tell my sponsees? What's the first thing out of my mouth when I get in there with the third step? Butch threw me off course. He looked at me. I looked at him, and I'm thinking, okay, you're, well, I want to take a third step. And then he asked me, he said, why? Why do you want to take a third step? He threw me so far off, guys, I was like, well, shit, it's the one after two, you know? I took a second, it's time, it's time for three. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know what Butch thought, and, 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 uh, uh, and, and what he did was he said, no. You want to take a third step because your way don't work. And I'm like, no shit. He caught me off guard. I didn't understand. I'd read the third step. I heard it in meetings every damn night over and over again. And, and, and I didn't really want to take a third step. What I wanted, guys, I wanted what you had. I wanted the life you had. Hell, I wanted the Nikes you were wearing. I wanted the I wanted that leather I wanted that car with the leather seats you were driving, man. I wanted that job that you had, you know. I wanted that house, you know. I wanted to pay my electric bill on time. I wanted to get my gas cut back on. That's the shit I wanted, you know. I wanted, you know. Guess what I wanted most in recovery, guys? Guess what? What my highest aspiration was when I got to NA. This was as big as I could dream. I wanted to pee in that cup and it be clean. That's all I wanted. If you guys were not, hadn't been on probation, you might not understand that. You know, but that was a big deal for a little dope fiend like me because that was, that's how I got here. So when Butch asked me, he said, why do you want to take it? Your way don't work. He said, Jimmy, we have to find a way to get you out of the way. And, and, and then I got scared. I got really scared. Because, see, now we're talking about, the first step is talking about powerlessness. Okay, yeah, that's okay. And unmanageability. And uh, how many else of you guys thought the first step was a run-on sentence? Man, did that fuck you up in the beginning? I'd be listening. Okay, my life is, you know, I'm powerless over my addiction. 
and I'm stuck there. And then they go on talking about unmanageability, and I done forgot about the addiction, and now I'm thinking about how unmanageable my life is, and I'm like, man, I was a mess. So I get to the second step. I believe you believe. Now I get to a third step. And now all of a sudden it says, I made a decision to turn my will and my life over to something else, over to this God, as I understand him. And I got scared. I don't know about you guys, that scared the shit out of me. That scared me beyond anything I'd ever done. I was like, wow. I remember sitting there and that, God, now I'm getting emotional again. I was sitting there that night with this guy, my sponsor, who I trusted, and, and, and I got scared, and I'm thinking, where are you guys taking me? What does this mean? How, how, how am I gonna feel? How am I gonna act? How am I gonna, how am I gonna do, how, how, whoa, whoa. This was like I was about to get on a roller coaster. I didn't know where it was going, but I knew it was gonna be scary. And, and, and they were about to fasten that little buckle thing, you know? And, 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 I, and I looked at Butch and I said, shit, let's go, let's go. It's got to be better than where I come from. It's got to be better. It's got to be better than being broke all the time. It's got to be better than being afraid all the time. It's got to be better than not having shit. It's got to be better than not knowing how to stay clean. Can't get that needle out of my arm. I said, let's go. Let's go, man. Let's go. And I still think about that today. This has got to be better. So when it gets scary and, 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 and we start having to do some things that are uncomfortable, shit, man, I say, let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm so glad I took that third step because now it's none of my business. Now it's none of my business. My business is to do the next right thing, you know. People, me and my, my ex-sponsor, bless his heart, he, he, he's dead. He passed away. Uh, he died clean. And um, Ron Shepard, great, great man, great man. And me and him would, would get into some philosophical debates, you know. And, and Ron knew the steps. Ron was a, was a wise fellow in, in Narcotics Anonymous and, and a humble guy. And I, I love Ron. And, and I, I would tell him, I said, man, I, I don't believe in self-will. People talk about self-will. I said, I don't believe in self-will. I believe that's God whooping our ass again. That's, I believe once again that we are getting directed. Are we being undirected? If we are being moved in a direction and we won't move, well, then we get our little asses whooped again, nothing of ass. And so that was my take on it. So now I've turned my will and my life over to a power greater than myself. I need to learn to listen to my gut. My sponsor taught me how to do that. When my gut says, Jimmy, that might not be a good idea, I better listen to that shit. And that's what the steps take us to is, is a new awareness and now we get to practice these we, we with the with the three steps as a foundation we head into a four step guys this is shit where it gets real this is we can't look at our character defects if we don't know we don't have them we can't move on in this program there was a the, when when they, they told me i had to four step i'm like oh shit man i went back up to my room and got my it works how and why I love this book, and, 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 and one of the first sentences in here that caught my attention, it says, and I love it, the solution to our problem is a profound change in our thinking and our behavior. We need to change how we perceive the world and alter our role in it. 
So see, I kept getting pissed off because you wasn't doing shit right. Yeah, I kept getting pissed off because you wasn't treating me right. And I kept getting pissed off because of society and that judge that sentenced me and, and that PO officer I had. And, you know, I got pissed off. Yeah, the control? Oh, that shit gets worse. Oh, man, we get we get control issues. And, and, and really, it's our perception that we have to change. Now, try to do that on your own. Go do that by yourself. Go do, oh, today I'm not going to let, you know, Joe Blow at your meeting, that fucker that pisses you off every time they share. Oh, yeah, go try to change that. Oh, today, when that idiot shares, I am not going to be affected by it until he shares about it. And he shares. The second they open their mouth, get, what do we do, guys? We go to default. We go to default, you know. And then I began to take their searching and fearless moral inventory. <laughs> then I admit to God and another human being the exact nature of their wrongs, man. I'm doing their four-step for them, huh? Yeah. So we, 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 we have to, I, I, I laugh about that, but that's the default shit that we're going to change. It, if you, and you don't have to understand the process, just do the process. If you want what we have to offer and are willing to make the effort to get it, here's, here's how you do it. And that's, when you guys said that, I was like, shit, I don't want to look at Jimmy. Hell, I want to look at this guy. Well, I can find some shit wrong over here, man. But when we take a look at our four-step, guys, all, all humor aside, we have to look at the contradictions in our head. Our behavior is contradictory to what's really going on. That's not what's really going on. And, and I don't know if that makes sense or not. And if you haven't taken a four-step, take a, take a four-step. Don't do it by yourself. Get a sponsor. I'm not going to go into all that. That's in the book. It's real clear. Talk to your sponsor. You want to take a four-step. But what I do want to talk about is what happens when we take a four-step. What happens when we take a four-step, we need to look at those resentments. I tell my, I tell my sponsor, you start with the shit that pisses you off. That's easy. Easy. Write it down. Joe Blow pissed me off again, huh? How about this person pissed me off again? Start writing that stuff down. Start looking for some patterns. And then we start seeing it. I said, and then what, what did it affect? What did it do in you? What, did it, did it, what, did, what, what part of it pissed you off, you know? And, and when we start looking at that, we begin to see the patterns that we go to autopilot quickly, quickly. We go into this autopilot. Guys, I don't want to go to autopilot no more. That shit doesn't, it doesn't feel good. And, and that's what I tell my sponsees on the sixth step. Because you got to look at your character defects, you get them out of the fourth step. I'm jumping around a little bit. Let me back up. When we write down the shit that's going on in our fourth step, we have to look at our character defects, our defect in character. Why can't I let you be an asshole? You want to be an asshole? Be an asshole. It's none of my business. Why can't I let you be, uh, talk about Ander, addict alcoholic? That ain't my business. I'm, a, I'm an addict. That ain't none of my business. What my business is, why can't I let you be you, you know? Why can't I let you be the guest speaker and me just shut up and listen, man, you know? He was talking about wanting to speak, speak second because he wanted to 
Want to sound good, man? I was like, shit, I'm identifying with that right now. Man. I'm identifying with that right now. That is my character defect. And, and, and what happened, and I'm not going to walk all through it because I want to I want to laugh a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about some fun in recovery because the fourth step is a little bit of work. Let me tell you what I, what I, and I was afraid. Let me tell you what I was most afraid of in the fourth step. Two things. One, I didn't want to tell you about some of the things I did to get dope. Some of it was sexual. Some of it was, was outside of the norm. And I didn't want you to know that shit. And you know why? It's the second reason I didn't want to take a, a fourth step. I was afraid you wouldn't love me. I was afraid you wouldn't accept me. I was afraid none of you guys had ever done that shit. They never, none of you guys, and I'm not going to, I get explicit sometimes, but I'm not going to do that this morning. I was afraid some of you guys had never done the shit that I'd done, you know. I snatched a purse one time from a little old lady. God almighty, that still bothers me, man. I was desperate. I was desperate. And I was so ashamed. You know, that I took this fucking lady's purse, man. I snatched it in the parking lot. And she was screaming, please, please, oh, my God, don't. And and, and, and so I was afraid none of you guys done shit like that and done these other things I did. And what I found out through that four step, God, now, I'm, man, I'm tripping this morning. I'm, I'm, I'm loving recovery. I'm loving, I'm, I was telling Rena that I, I, what I do, where I share, you want to see me light up? Put me in a penitentiary. Put me in a jail. Man, I get animated, man. Those guys, I come unglued. That's where I share the best. And I'm sharing at the, at the, at the county jail four Sundays ago, and, and I, got, I got emotional and I almost started crying. Fuck, man, I couldn't stop it. My voice was shaking, and I told it was there was 95 guys in orange all looking at me, and I told them, I said, guys, I don't want you, I don't want you to see me cry. I don't want you to see me fucking emotional, but I want to tell you what, it feels fucking good. It feels good to feel something besides fear. It feels good. It feels like I'm alive. So anyhow, what I found out through that fourth step was that I'm not perfect. I'm not. I've done some shit. I'm going to do some more, but I'm okay. What I found out was through all those blemishes and all those mistakes and all those behaviors that we're not proud of, that we can't stop doing, but we do them anyhow, you know, like anger, resentment, fear, all those things, <clears throat> that's, the dead, that's, the, that's the deadly part of this disease, that I'm okay. And, and I did not know I was okay until I did that. And my sponsor had to tell me, Jimmy, you're okay. And, then, and, and, and my sponsor shared with me some of the shit that he had done. My sponsor shared with me some of his fears, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden I identified and I, and I, and I, 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 I knew I was going to be okay. So, guys, I love Narcotics Anonymous. I love this scary process. I love it, you know. Hell, I, I, I don't go to NA because I have to. I go to NA because I want to, man. I don't. I didn't come out here to this convention because, uh, you know, it was a job. I come out here because it was a vacation, man. <laughs> Fuck, I'm in Texas, man. Tejas. I, I want to tell you just a little bit about uh, how long I got. Just a couple minutes. Uh, yeah, a couple, couple minutes. I I cleaned up in Texas, man. My heart and my roots are in Texas, man. Esperanza. 
I remember, you know, I, I, I'll tell you another little story and, I, and, and then I'll shut up and, and uh, uh, get to know you guys a little bit and get your phone number, man. How many days you got over your dad? Five days? Damn, five days. Look what five days will do for you, man. Huh? I remember when I couldn't get three days clean. So I got clean, my clean date, October 7th, 1985, B.C. B.C., huh? Anybody else before crack? Huh? I got clean before crack, guys. So I had about five months clean, four months clean. I don't know. This buzz going on in, in Fort Worth was, uh, I'd already been, they already wagged me to a, a, a regional service conference. And now all of a sudden they said, we're having a regional convention. I said, well, now what's a convention? And they were trying to explain to me what a convention was. Now, guys, I had four or five months clean. And, and, and I didn't really have a job by the end. And I don't know who paid for my hotel room. I don't know who paid for my registration. I really can't remember who paid for my food on this trip. But in uh, Easter in 1986 in Austin, Texas, we had our very first Lone Star Regional Convention, the first convention in Texas, man, and I was there. And at that convention, I heard a speaker. And the speaker Saturday night had 10 years clean. And I'm sitting in that convention, five months clean, and I hear this guy that shot dope the way I shot dope. This guy dug in the carpet the way I dug in the carpet. This guy wanted to pee clean the way I wanted to pee clean. And that's when I said, I want it. I want what you guys to offer. I want what you guys have to offer. Now, today, fast forward, 29 years later, 20, it's 20, I don't know, 29 years later, look at us again. Very first convention of San Antonio, Texas, huh? Give yourselves a hand. I'm Jimmy. I'm an addict. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you. Hey, I got I to give both. Uh, I got to give both more. <laughs> great. We're going to end the workshop. Would you mind, uh, would y'all like to join me in closing the meeting? Uh, circle up, please, and we're going to end it with the third step. Prayer.